Let's keep things simple, just like Sauce Gardner did. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the start of a new week, and we thank you very much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your 2023 goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college terms and conditions apply. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So last year, um, the NFL draft was maybe the biggest weekend in the history of University of Cincinnati Bearcats football because Sauce Gardner, was the first Bearcat selected in the first round since 1971. And the fact that nine players total were selected. But I think this past weekend at the NFL Honors and Super Bowl 57 might top that. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to Travis Kelsey. Congratulations to Brian Cook. Travis Kelsey, now a two-time Super Bowl champion. Brian Cook winning the Super Bowl in his rookie season. How about that? One season in the NFL, already a Super Bowl champion. Can't get much better than that now, can it? And congratulations to Sauce Gardner for winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. That goes in addition to his Pro Bowl berth and first-team All-Pro selection. And Sauce Gardner, before the season began, wrote down a list of three goals that he had for his rookie season. His rookie season. Not his fifth season, not his seventh season, his rookie season. Pro Bowl, first team All-Pro, defensive rookie of the year. Check, check, and check. Simple as that. If only everything in life was as easy as that. Sauce Gardner. And it's one thing when a first-round cornerback, for instance, in this case, lives up to it to the hype. Here's a player in Sauce Gardner who did not allow a single touchdown in his three-year career at Cincinnati. Here is an All-American from the University of Cincinnati who basically took away half the field against opposing offenses. It's hard to do. And again, it's one thing to have all this hype going into the NFL draft. That gets you drafted where Sauce Gardner was taken, number four overall. It's another thing to live up to it. Sauce Gardner in his rookie season, 20 passes defended, 75 tackles, two interceptions, first team All-Pro, finished eighth in defensive player of the year voting. And all Sauce Gardner did was write down those three goals. And he checked all three of them. This guy is getting better as he moves on as he moves on to the next level. 
again, it's one thing to come in with hype and as a rookie, then back it up. That is essentially what he has done. He is already maybe the best cornerback in the NFL. He's defensive rookie of the year. And there are a lot of good cornerbacks in this game. Sauce Gardner's right there with them. And you go back and look at the last 10 NFL drafts. And cornerbacks, defensive backs, safeties who have been selected in the first round. Has any corner really, outside of maybe Denzel Ward, and there are some of the 2017 class who have turned out to be really good, but anyone with the hype from what they achieved in college, at the dominant level Sauce Gardner achieved what he achieved, who then came into the NFL and did it again there. I don't know. But what I do know is this. If Sauce Gardner can write down those three simple goals, why can't the Bearcats do that for 2023? Maybe they just need to keep things simple. I've got three goals for the University of Cincinnati in 2023. Their first season in the Big 12. Three goals. Number one, get better every game. Number two, winning home record. Number three, make a bowl game. Simple as that. This season for the University of Cincinnati, as I've mentioned, is about showing what could, showing what this program could be like in the Big 12. You've got to establish some sort of foundation, some sort of baseline for the 20. 24, 25, 26 seasons. If your baseline is only four and eight, that's not really where I want this program to be because that's going to tell me the floor is four and eight. You don't want to have a floor like a Kansas, like an Iowa State, like a bottom tier Big 12 team. The Bearcats might be a bottom tier team next year. I'm not saying they won't. But what I'm saying is you cannot have a baseline of, well, our worst season um, once we're established in the Big 12 could be 4-8. and eight. No. 4-8 and eight should be an outlier at least. 4-8 and eight shouldn't even be a reality for this program. Because I think they're long gone from that 2017 season under Luke Fickle. I really do. So three simple goals, get better every game, and we're going to talk about how they do that in segment two, get better every game, win a majority of your home games, so you have sevens, that means winning at least four, and make a bowl game. How simple is that? How simple is that for 2023? If the Bearcats achieve those three goals, and those are nearly as lofty as Sauce Gardner had coming into the 2022 season, but hey. Sauce Garner went from college to pro. The Bearcats are going from the G5 to the Power 5. You know what? Maybe I'm setting two basic goals. But then again, it's sometimes it's harder for an entire program to transition than it is for just one player. And that's the case here with the Cincinnati Bearcats. Because this is going to be a year of transition. 
and a year of showing what it could be like for the Bearcats in the Big 12. But that baseline is important. And it can't just simply be 4-8. and eight Because 4-8 and eight is not going to cut it in the Big 12. You're now at the Power 5 table. And you're only two years removed from a college football playoff appearance. Don't give the national media any negatives to talk about. Coming up, how the Bearcats achieve these three simple goals. And as I mentioned, you can't have a baseline like the Bearcats established under Luke Fickle as a baseline in 2017. I'll tell you how they avoid what happened that year, this year, after I tell you how today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. I've got a lot of personal hiring stories and experiences, all positive, that relate back to LinkedIn Jobs. At Bearcast Media, we knew who we were looking for, what we were looking for in our staff members, and they helped us build Bearcast Media from the ground up at the University of Cincinnati. Great to see them continuing um, our legacy that we left behind, um, or not behind, that we left, and they have built on that. I saw them uh, commentating the game Saturday night. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates, identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. We've got big goals in 2023 and the right team member can help us achieve just that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires, Versus leading competitors, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Just post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place plus Hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Back here on Locked on Bearcats, Alex Frank with you. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Bearcats, I mentioned their three simple goals for 2023 and what they should be. And these can change based on what transpires in spring ball and the next transfer portal window, uh, fall camp, as we um, as we draw closer to the season opener September 2nd against Eastern Kentucky. But right now, the three simple goals for me for the Cincinnati Bearcats in 2023, get better every game, winning home record, and make a bowl game. Now, how do they do it? Okay, number one, and what I mean by get better every game is um, just from just keep improving from game one through game 12 or game 13 or even game 14 and 15. I mean, hey, TCU went from five and seven to playing for a national championship, so it's possible to play 15 games. But let's be realistic. If we're talking strictly the regular season, look better and improved 
week after week from week one to week 12. And don't regress like you did in 2017. If you remember that season, and I remember that season vividly. That was my freshman year at Cincinnati. Luke Vickle's first season. Cincinnati beats Austin P. Ugly game. They really could have lost that game. They go up to Michigan, hold their own for three and a half quarters. Michigan pulls away. Okay, fine. They beat Miami on a miracle play. Malik Clemens picks six. One of the most shocking, um, abrupt moments that I have covered in a game in my career. So you got lucky in that game. Are the Bearcats really that good? Or did they get lucky? But hey, maybe this win could um, spawn some momentum. It almost did. They go in the Navy against the team who played for the conference championship the previous year. And despite giving up almost 600 yards rushing, almost won the game. 42-32. Okay, two and two, first four games. You got two straight home games coming up. You're thinking, okay, here comes a potential winning streak. And then they get crushed by Marshall. Don't let the final score fool you. It was 38-24, the final score. They were down 24-0 and playing like absolute crap in that game. They lose to Marshall, get crushed by UCF, get embarrassed by USF, lose a close game to SMU. But the point is this. They did not improve upon the luck against Miami and the strong effort against the Navy. It only got worse. You can't have that this year. For instance, you open up at home against Oklahoma. I think that's a winnable game. I also am going to be realistic and tell you Oklahoma is going to be a much better team this year. Top 10 recruiting classes, according to both 24-7 and rivals. Let's say you come up just short against Oklahoma. You can't go out to BYU and get crushed. What you have to do is, A, play another close game against a team who, let's face it right now, is probably in a much better position than Cincinnati is. But you can't go to Brigham Young and get crushed. Let's say you beat Oklahoma, go out to BYU, put up a valiant effort, come up just short. Don't come home after a bye week and then lose to Iowa State. You can't take two steps forward and one step back. The 2017 team would take one step forward and then two or three steps back. Like they would be Tulane on the road, get to three and six. You're thinking, okay, there's some, there's a small glimmer of hope for a bowl game. They lose to Temple at home. Luke Fickle was upset after the game about how what they do in practice just wasn't translating to games. And then they go on the road to East Carolina and get embarrassed. So much so Luke Fickle said they had some soul searching to do on the ride home after that game. We can't have that happen this year. There is too much more talent going into this season than there was in 2017. Okay, early in the season, the Bearcats will go to Pittsburgh. That's not going to be an easy game. Pitt was good last year. Let's say you go in there and come up just short. You cannot come home and then barely be Miami or lose to them. Again, you can't take two steps forward, one step back. It's got to be three steps forward, have a little slip-up maybe against a team like Oklahoma State, but then to bounce back and beat UCF. You can't beat Oklahoma and then go on the road and get embarrassed by BYU, and then you got to lick your wounds for not one but two weeks because you're five weeks after BYU. So that's where I'm at right now. So getting better every game. 
is not progressing like you did in 2017. It can't be one step forward, three steps back, or even two steps forward, one step back. All right? Beating the teams you're supposed to beat, EKU, Miami, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas, maybe West Virginia. You could throw UCF as a toss-up, Houston as a toss-up, BYU maybe a toss-up, although I would lean more towards BYU being a, um, a loss right now. But beating the teams you're supposed to beat, whether at home or on the road, the 2017 Bearcats did not do that. I mean, they should have been 1-11. They were that bad that year. Now, it's amazing how quickly they turned it around. But I think about that team barely beat Austin P, barely beat Miami, squeaked by Tulane, should have lost to UConn. And they got crushed by a two-win ECU team, despite having Gardner Minshew. This year, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Winning home record, defending your home turf. We know Eastern Kentucky and Miami are wins. We know Iowa State and Baylor and Kansas are wins. There's five wins right there that get you a winning home record. But again, as you establish what you could be in the Big 12, don't just do the bare minimum. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we should expect this team to do. Maybe this team is going to surprise us by, do, by doing a little bit more than the minimum. Defend your home turf. Something really interesting that a fan brought up in a comment on our YouTube video was that now that you're the Bearcats are in the Power 5 conference, you're going to have more visiting fans at home games this year than the Bearcats are maybe used to. And when you go on the road, you're not going to a half-empty stadium at SMU at 11 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon or a 3,000-seat full Lincoln Financial Field at 4 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. Gosh, that game was so hard to watch. I don't know how I did that. Um, What you are going to see is you're going to see 50,000 fans at least, or 60,000 fans, sold out stadium on a Saturday at noon or 3.30 or 2.30 or 11, whatever time zone you're in. You're going to have more visiting fans at your stadium. You're going to have, um, when you host... For I'm going to deviate from football here. When you host Kansas in basketball, you're going to see a lot of blue in Fifth Third Arena. When you host Oklahoma State in football, you're going to see orange and black. Not the orange and black that we like in Cincinnati. You're going to see purple and silver when you host Kansas State. You're going to see purple when you host TCU. The point is, It's not going to be like you're playing Tulane because apparently Tulane fans don't travel. You're not going to see a a game where you're playing, I don't know, Temple. No one from Temple's there. This is the Power Five. These are established programs with established fan bases. Cincinnati has that. And they will travel. What I do know is it is going to be tougher to defend your home turf because there will be more fans from the visiting section. Now, how do the Bearcats make a bowl game this year? Well, I mean, they got to win six games. Are there six wins right now that you can seek out on the schedule? EKU, Miami, all right, there's two. Iowa State and Baylor, those are two more wins. West Virginia, Kansas, that's six wins. 
Get off to a fast start. Don't put yourself in the bye going in the bye week two and three, realizing you have to go four and three down the stretch. Or start out two and five and have to go four and one. How about you go into the bye week three and two? Or, I don't know, um, go to Oklahoma State five and two or four and three even. Just play from ahead. It's as simple as that. It's not going to be easy being in a Power 5 conference. But getting off to a fast start, increasing your margin for error your first season in the Big 12 with a favorable schedule, that's what I would do. That's what the Bearcats need to do in this first season of the Big 12. As I just explained, that's how they can achieve those three simple goals that I have. Excuse me, get better every game, winning home record, make a bowl game. Simple as that. All right, the Bearcats and USF battled on Saturday. I'm going to tell you why I think Saturday's win was impressive after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built because with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously. They're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now... You don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Built Bars are revolutionizing deliciousness while maintaining healthiness. Cincinnati getting it done on Saturday night over South Florida, 84-65. to I'm going to chalk this up as an impressive win. When you consider USF played a lot of close conference games prior to Saturday night. In fact, they entered conference play 3-8. and eight, But in those 11 conference games, 7 were decided by 10 points or less. And it looked like that game on Saturday night was going to turn out the same way. The Cincinnati Bearcats um, trailed by four at the half. And quite honestly, looking back, that was a a real bleak moment in the season. The Bearcats come out flat and USF starts to pull away after hitting their last seven shots in the first half, including a buzzer beating three to go up 38-34. Bearcats were on the brink of falling to seven and six in conference play. Seven and six. Instead, they come out Odio Guama hits the first three shots. He and Davenport combine for the first 18 points. And Cincinnati gradually builds a lead that would get all the way up to 20. And they go on to win 84-65. They did that playing without Victor Locken and Rob Fennessey. 
down four at the half, and a dominant second half. If the Bearcats get Jeremiah Davenport and the version we saw from him on Saturday night, there's no reason why this team, there's no reason why this team can't win a majority of the games remaining on their schedule. Davenport on Saturday was fantastic. 18 points off the bench, 6 of 13 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 5 assists, only 1 turnover and 3 steals, all that in 26 minutes of play, plus minus of 22. If that Jeremiah Davenport can show up every single game, and I get it, he's still shooting under 35% from the field this season. He's shooting 32.1% from 3 this season. And yet... As a friend of mine told me after the game, Zach Freeze, who you heard on this show last week, as he told me after the game, you know, Davenport's like that drug you can't get rid of. Just when you're ready to get rid of it, he becomes reliable, valuable, usable again. And that's what I want to see from him every single game. Just that consistency. If you get that four times the next five games, you should win four of those games. So, Davenport played exceptional. Um, Odio Guama really doing a nice job of making the most of this opportunity. Um, playing, again, of course, without Victor Locke and Odio Guama, perfect. Nine for nine for the floor, five rebounds, only picked up two fouls, had two steals in 30 minutes, plus minus of 19. And 14 of those 18 points came in the second half. And when you're perfect from the field, you know every time the ball goes into the paint, the ball is going to go in the basket. That's a great feeling to have. Also, didn't hurt to add that, well, you actually missed a free throw. Bearcats did a good job of getting to the line in this game, but the problem is they were only 12 of 20. But one area where they were good was shooting in the second half. Um, first half, lackluster, just 10 of 34 from the floor, 3 of 13 from 3. Second half, 21 of 32 overall, 7 of 10 from 3. That's really good. Like, that's really good. I mean, that's not Arizona's second half in the uh, Maui Invitational good, but it's still a really strong, efficient second half. David DeJulius on Saturday night doing more things than just scoring to impact the game. Only had 10 points, 4 of 8 from the floor, but he had 9 assists, 5 rebounds, at a block, steal, only picked up 1 foul, plus minus of 22. Uh, Micah Adams-Woods at the highest, plus minus of 26. Eight points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal, no turnovers. Bearcats, 24 assists, seven turnovers overall. How about Landers Nolly? Even on his off night, still a plus minus of 15. Double-double, 13 points, 10 rebounds, despite only being 4-14 from the floor. This team just won a conference game by 19 over a team that plays a lot of close games a team the Bearcats had not beaten at home since January 15th of 2019. They did that without their two best players, and they did that without their best player having his best game of the season. In fact, he had one of his worst games of the season, and they still won by 19. First half was uneven. Wes Miller said after the game he wasn't pleased with the defense at all. I mean, the season was on the brink. And to come out in the second half and do what they did shows this team's resolve, efficiency they took good shots worked the ball in the paint took open threes i was talking to a a member of the uh sids of the uh, communications department he told me you know davenport knocks down threes when he's open he's contested 
That's a different story. This team did a really good job on Saturday of finding the open shot. And it worked. 50 points in the second half to USF's 27. And all of this adds up to an impressive win. 17-9 and now on the season. 8-5 and in American Athletic Conference play. Five conference games to go. Wednesday night at East Carolina. That's going to be an emotional night for the Pirates. I, I want to take a minute and send my sincere condolences to the um, East Carolina Pirate family, the men's basketball family, um, losing their their voice. Um, if I can find it, Jeff Charles. Jeff the Voice Charles, who passed away on ECU's road trip to New Orleans this past weekend suddenly. Um, the sudden passing as a, uh, a press release from the American Athletic Conference came down over the weekend. Um, ECU's game against Tulane was not played due to the passing, so I want to send my sincere condolences to Jeff the Voice Charles, his family, his friends, the East Carolina community, um, men's basketball program. Um, just a a very, very sad experience for that program to go through. Um, very, very hard. And it's going to be an emotional night for sure on Wednesday as they play their first home game without Jeff the Voice Charles. Um, much more on that game later this week. They'll bear, the Bearcats will then go to UCF on Sunday, so chance to get two more wins before a three-game stretch to close out the season that includes Temple, Memphis, and SMU. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to rank the positions on this year's football team. Um, position rankings, strongest position, weakest position coming into the season. On Wednesday, of course, we've got our live room with Russ Heltman, my colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated at 12.30 Eastern Time. That'll be podcasted for Thursday's show. Thursday, we'll recap the game at ECU, and then Friday, we'll look ahead to Sunday's game at Central Florida. Congratulations again to Travis Kelsey, now a two-time Super Bowl champion, Brian Cook is Super Bowl champion, and they hail from the University of Cincinnati, which is now continuing to be a, a school that you can not only come to for your college football, but also prepare yourself for the next level. That is the NFL. Really, really great Super Bowl, by the way. And Jason Kelsey played a fantastic game as well. Um, congratulations to him and the Eagles on a truly fantastic season. Thank you for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball Experts, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape, Lockdown College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. Instagram, AlexFranknot underscore, and email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back tomorrow, Valentine's Day, right here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.